This is On the Block with Strickenbach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Buck. Hold up. A good Tuesday afternoon to all of you. Nate Brennan, Eric Strickland, listening to On the Block. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. They are open and ready to serve you. 402-464-5685. We want to hear from you guys. We got a good, good show planned for today. We got a lot to talk about. Looks like Ohio State is very active in NIL, to no one's surprise. We'll head down that rabbit hole. Some interesting NFL talk. Bart Scott says defenses would rather face Tom Brady than Peyton Manning. I've got a hot take on that one. Shootout with Strick, as always, comes to you. $15 Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll talk about best individual seasons that didn't win an MVP. Will running back ever win? And hitting the hardwood should be interesting today, too. What happened to Jason Tatum? And are we saying Steph Curry's a top 10 player? Tons of storylines to hit, too. We got a packed show. Again, you're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket. Hit us up on the Starter Heyman text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. The nine-year NBA vet, the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland, joining us. How you doing, man? What's up, my guy? Um, all is well, man. man. Same old thing. Another day, another opportunity. Uh, How was the WWE? Oh, listen, it was good. Man. <laughs> I heard it was fun. <laughs> it was actually fun. No, what what's fun about it is you know you you end up with um, you know your partner comes and he shows up and uh, get a chance to come down from the series and and pops in on you. So we're sitting there and. Um, and I'm talking about Boxster. Uh, the Boxster <laughs> shows up, and what I love was he really using at PBA? Yeah, oh me and nice. Bach, me and Bach were sitting right next to each other, and so when you when you have Bach there, Bach is the ultimate instigator, <laughs> and so you know Osmos and 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 you know all these different guys that are like enemies to most people. Box cheering. So I have to join Bach. I can't let <laughs> him be alone. Me, I'm right. like, we're gonna be the instigators. Right. When everybody's booing, we're like, yeah, right. oh, almost, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> so we're doing that all throughout the thing, and people are looking at us like funny and stuff. So that was pretty cool. And then, you know, to get to see um, the guy who started it all, the you know Vince McMahon. I obviously saw that he was in attendance. Some, that yeah, was awesome. You know, obviously and you guys were right there on the action the, too. Yeah, off the you know right, right. off the how you can't say off the field. So off the ring type stuff he's dealing with right now. But nonetheless, to have him show up in the classic, no chance. Yeah, yeah, no chance and. See, yeah. I'm not a big WWE guy, and even you know I know saying? that. No, that's that's so awesome. you get the, you get you get involved in seeing all of that, man. So I thought it was pretty cool. You know, the, the women they did pretty good, and obviously, you know, it's great entertainment. It's, right, it's great right. to get in there and watch the guys and the support. And people got their 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 uh, 
belts and stuff mm-hmm. like they're the champs and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that Lincoln can support something yeah. like that, too. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a pretty big event, especially in the world of professional wrestling. And it seems like Lincoln is definitely big enough to host something like that. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. So we let's go ahead and get right into it. 402-464-5685. That's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Starter him text line. We want to hear from you. We're going to dive into this, which is, it is really interesting. Came out today. So Ohio State ranks first in key NIL deal categories, which uh, we've talked about that extensively, just NIL and where Ohio State ranks and where the Big Ten ranks and, and things like that. But what I found was really interesting, too, is that Front Office Sports comes out with an article, and they say Ohio State athletes have inked 1,000 NIL deals and counting. You heard that correctly. 1,000 NIL deals. So since July 1st of 2021, they've disclosed more than 1,000 deals. Ohio State is one of several athletic departments that have gone beyond providing just education on NIL for athletes. So my question to you, Eric Strickland. Now, think about that number. That and that's what I was going to jump sick. into. Okay, go ahead. Is are we reaching the point that the rich are just going to get richer? Because I was having this discussion with a buddy today, and he said, "I think NIL is going to create more parity in college football. It's going to give kind of the the little guy a little bit more of a voice, a little bit more of a chance." And I made the argument. You said that. I didn't say that. Oh, my, and I, I said, was about to say, I, "I know think, Nate Dog didn't no, say that." No, 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 no. Okay. I think the rich is only going to get richer in this situation. Facts. And I think this is a perfect example, and I think the parody that everyone wants to see in college football, the teams that were quote-unquote paying kids, you can interpret that however you want. There are former athletes that have come out and said we were getting paid. The SEC schools yeah. are usually at the forefront of those discussions. They can now do it legally. They can do it out in the open. Everything that was behind closed doors is now wide open. Right. Right. So it's just – and I think it's a slippery slope, and I and I know a lot of Nebraska fans are pretty happy about NIL, and they think it's going to benefit Nebraska. And while I do think it's going to help out in some aspects, especially the transfer portal, we'll see it early on, especially those Sean Mathis. Long term, I still don't think you're going to catch Alabama. I still don't think you're going to catch Ohio State. I still don't think you're going to catch Georgia, LSU, USC, whoever you want to call. And I, I think that this is a perfect example that it's reached – somewhat disastrous proportions so for me in essence it it looks to me as if every power five conference is going to have a billionaire status meaning someone within that conference structure your big 10 big 12 sec your power fives each of those conferences are going to have a dominating factor that can do so by way of NIL in that dominance. Your Pac-12 is going to be probably USC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon can get in that game, but do they want to? We'll see. You know, Oregon's got know. they've got that they kind got of money. Plenty of, they got the Nike money. They too. got that to do yeah. it if they want to do it. But you know, we'll see if they're going to play. Um, so I've seen a lot of states beginning to scramble to allow their high school athletes there. I mean, they're having uh, multiple States are having emergency sessions in order to try to, you know, know that this can be a downfall for their institutions, i.e. your Louisiana's and LSU can Mm -hmm. have trouble if they don't, they're not able to get in the game. Um, There are some Texas schools in Texas. They're, they're trying to make sure that, they're able to get in this game. A lot of people, if they haven't done it already, are positioning themselves to hurry up to get legislation in place 
to be able to make sure that they can, you know, their state institutions can get into these fights. I will say that I think that with the Audubon method that it's at right now, you're very capable of seeing that. If they don't, if they don't implement something as we discussed on last week, I think we may have even been on with Sipple. When we discussed last week where we talked about some form of entry-level max, that it's not limit, it's not keeping them from being able to get NIL money, but it's limiting the recruiting aspects of right. the bring-in. Right. If that doesn't get a hold of it, then you're going to see lack of parity. That is the only way you can keep parity because every school is equal. 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. If you can't play at that level, then you're going to get a $100,000 player if that's the level you can play on. You're, but at least you're not freaking out of the game, right? Which um, is what's happening. Which is right now what's happening. You you know, there are organization schools, huge booster, you know, uh, universities um, that can really dominate the game right now. And it's it's causing the lack of parity, I believe, to get out of whack. So you've seen just a snippet of it because of what happened with Pitt. That that's a back that. end part of it, but that. it's still a snippet or a peek or a sneak peek into what it could be and look like. And you probably got even more of a peek as to what transpired and I'm gonna let you tap in on that. Mm-hmm. What transpired with Ohio State just clipping Texas and uh, what what was it Texas and Texas A and M? Uh, it was it was a couple of receivers, so. five stars, two five stars that just got clipped. It could have been Oklahoma and Texas, or but it was it was two top five stars that literally uh, decommitted and woo made a well, swoop over there. Here's here's my frustration is. One, I, I absolutely hate how the Jordan Addison situation was handled because Pat Narduzzi's right. He's He says we have the top receiver in the country. He has no problem playing for Pitt. He, by all indications, was going to come back. A week before the transfer portal ends, Lincoln Riley just gives a call, or maybe it was Caleb Williams. We don't know because none, none of this tampering, quote-unquote. Caleb Williams gives his buddy Jordan Addison a call and, and says, you can hey, do that. Just come mm-hmm. to come to USC. They, we you're gonna be in California. It'll be nice weather. We got a great campus. Oh, by the way, we'll give you three million dollars. Yeah, that's my issue. And now my issue that we're running into with recruiting is how, that's not recruiting, right? How can you just go to a high school kid who say he commits to Texas, which it looks like this is one of those situations, and say, "What is Texas offering you?" They give their number, obviously, because these kids, trust me, these kids aren't, these five stars know exactly how much money they're going to make depending Facts. on where they go. Facts. So they say, how much money is Texas giving you? You come back and you say, oh, we'll give you X amount. Can Texas match that? They give a call to Texas and say, can you match that? No, we can't match. Okay, I'll go to USC. I'll go to uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State. There is something seriously wrong with manipulating a kid by doing that. And I know some people disagree with me and say they're not kids. They're Listen, a 17-year-old is a kid, and you're manip- manipulating, genuinely manipulating their decision with money. 
And I understand they worked hard. They're a special talent. They're far more athletic than I ever will. Social be. media generation too is absolutely showing and proving all of that. To but me let me mm-hmm. ask you that, Strick. If you're a 17 year old kid and you are not making the decision based off what's best for you, mm-hmm. you're making it based off money. Are we going to see issues with that down the line? I don't think we'll understand it now, and I don't think we'll understand it five years. I think in ten years you're going to see the repercussions of something like that. I, I I think I think where you're going to see it earlier, sooner than later, is if it gets if it stays out of hand and they don't get a, a wrap around it. Let, let me let me tell you where it came from. It came from the illustrious, flamboyant. And just super egoist of Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Now Jackson he's humble. Yeah. He's humble as heck right now. I love him. You know he's he's right. a great friend. Um, but listen, he basically said it. How are you going to be able to tell these young men who are making millions more? Now we're not talking about at the top levels, but we are talking about the top levels. Because we're still talking about right. some cats coming in with crazy. How are you going to be able to coach these young kids? Now, it's different coaching professionals as opposed to still young men trying to find out who they are, how they are they're de- developing their point. mindset. Yeah. They're, they haven't lived. They've been in the, the minutia culture of their – little areas of high school or cities that they You've live in. you lived in your parents' basement you your entire I mean? life. You you right. haven't seen. You haven't been on your own. Address. And you you haven't been taught in the school systems financial literacy. No. Your parents may not even have financial literacy themselves because of the situations and circumstance. So you right. go, it, it would be no different than this. You give an addict more money it doesn't help the addict to control the addiction it helps to take the addiction to times 10 Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. right so you don't become you don't the circumstances don't change the addiction you become more of the addict of whatever that thing is right you just have more money to do it on a higher scale so if you don't understand financial literacy then just like when if you do the research on most people who win lotteries that within three to four years they're in more trouble than what that's insane you you know what i'm saying and you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars right you can even look at all of our situations in athletes or you can look at the mike tyson situation you can look at if you're not taught of who to surround you you're going to get super leeches and you're in the social media you know area watching Mm -hmm. You know, you're watching James Harden going into leaving the game, going into the, the, the strip clubs and just making it rain when he's got a game that he's, you know, you know, what I mean? I'm not I'm not coming down on that. I'm just basically just trying to show what we're talking That's what about, kids see. which what they yeah. see. And now they've got this at this young age and not able to to understand the life, the struggle you know, the ramen noodles, the, you know, the, the walking to class, to having to maybe get on the, 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 the university bus or, you know, I mean, some of us have had cars, but, you know, then struggling to, okay, I have to make a decision. Is it gas, 
do I need to go on this trip to Kansas City? <laughs> or frozen or, pizza. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I know. Yeah, so I've those things you learn lessons right. out of. And if you don't have that, then you just don't know where that can take mm-hmm. you. That's all I'm saying. Right. And I think a big part of it, too, is that people don't realize only 2% of these kids are going to play professional sports. Facts. Like, th- th- this is it. Yeah. So you can make your money now, and I understand that. And I, I and I think that's great, and I think the kids should be getting paid. But then what happens life after football? What happens when one of these kids breaks his knee or yeah. tears tears something? I mean, it's just yeah. it's just a slippery slope. We're gonna head to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Derek. Derek, what's on your mind? Hey guys, nil. It's on my mind twenty four seven. But first, welcome home, Eric Strickland. I'm sure it's good oh, to be yeah. back. I hope it is. Derek, thank you so much, man. It truly is. I appreciate that, and we look forward to hearing what you got to say, man. Thanks for listening. We appreciate that. Absolutely. You bet. Um, you know, you what you guys are talking about, it's all true. Um, but, unfortunately, the NCAA missed the boat 10, 15 years ago. They could have created a self-fund mechanism and shared monies with all the institutions that – play football and they could have said whatever that number is per year you guys can you guys meaning the teams can dole it out in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. now it's a free-for-all and what you say is true eric because you put a hundred grand in an 18 year old's pocket a lot of bad things can come from that and the other thing that really disappoints me and i've called early break many times and challenged simple on this is Who's paying the taxes? You know, if you get hundred grand, you really only mm. get like mm. oh, next d- April. And so mm-hmm. my question is, who in the university systems are wrapping services around these their children for the most part, the young ones, young adults, young men and women? Who who's providing counseling for financial aspects of this new found wealth yeah who's setting this all up for these kids that's my question what do you guys think about that uh derek thanks for the call man uh that's the thing too is i feel like sometimes i know that when i was in high school i had to take a financial literary literacy uh class but from what i've gathered on social media and in conversations with some of my peers that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And and he makes a good point too. I don't care what age you are. If you're given a hundred thousand dollars plus, that's dangerous for anybody, man. Like I, I don't care. I'm about to be twenty four years old. If you gave me a hundred thousand dollars right now, I promise you I would be reckless with that money. Right. It's just the nature of the society that we live in, especially yeah. in the social media era. So yeah. I mean, he makes a good point that an eighteen year old kid, you're just gonna throw them this money. Yeah. And then who does pay the taxes? Who is giving these kids financial literacy? And, and listen, I, I feel like sometimes I come off like I don't want the kids to get paid. I'm not saying that. I think it's been a long time coming. I think you're a perfect example, Strick. When you were playing at the University of Nebraska, I think that you probably should have gotten paid. And I think that you should have been compensated for making those runs that you guys did. But the way that it's being handled now, I just think is incorrect. I just don't think this is the right way to do it. I agree. And, and listen, I'm not going to sit up here and act like, you know, I was the – you know, greatest decision maker in, in things. I, I made bad decisions too. We all do. Mm-hmm. It, it was a blessing that I had my, my father who was one of, you know, was, was my, uh, f- my financial conciliary, right. you know Mentor. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, who, who would speak to him. And, and he told me a lot of things that I shouldn't have done that I ended up because it was still my decision to make. 
even though he counsels, mm-hmm. it's still your decision to make, right? Uh, especially being at that age when you're you're now a man. So I look back, I look back at just all the stupid things that you know I wasted money on, and 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 I think mm-hmm. there are. I mean, I'm I'm talking about depreciating assets. You know, I remember I I remember buying, I remember buying a 750IL BMW uh, V12. Nice, liked it. It was nice, great car. Mm-hmm. Paid a hundred grand plus for it. You know, you had all the bells and whistles on the mm-hmm. inside, the leathers and all. You know, just the whole right. the whole nine. Great car. It was it was it was awesome. Yeah, I I, I pushed it to the limit sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was one of those things where I was like, dang, you know what? I like it, but boy, I sure would like this. Uh, you know, um, uh, Mercedes AMG uh, uh, SL fifty five. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope. I, I'd like a two seater. And I go back to try to. This is this is a lesson I learned. I go back to try to you know trade it in. You know, knowing I just paid hundred. And they're like, oh yeah, it's worth sixty. What? Mm-hmm. That was a awakened. Yeah. That was I'm talking about the minute it left the freaking drive. The yeah. I don't even buy I don't buy new cars. Ever since then, I've never bought a new car at that point. Ever you since you lose value right off the lot. Right the minute yeah. it left the lot. And so that was a great lesson for me. And and those are those are just small little mm-hmm. things. Like I would never really buy a boat. I would probably work a little lease deal because i may use it maybe only a couple months out of the year Mm -hmm. you know and so i've learned all of these things right that most people don't and it's just even a small one just like uh, what derek the caller said is the tax implications what state you're in what are the i learned a lesson on that Playing in Dallas, uh, playing in Dallas, lovely. The check was low. <laughs> I bet it was no state tax. I bet you it was. I was looking at them checks like, yes. <laughs> Got traded to New York, and it goes from. Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. It goes from toll tax, bridge tax, borough tax, <laughs> oil tax. It was yeah. a freaking tax of under the sun. Yeah, everything. And so the check was looking real short, and I was like, "Yo, what's really going?" Those are lessons that. Yeah. We don't get to learn until you're actually in it. And who's I, who's teaching? Who's teaching? And even in the NBA, they, they you go to these symporiums and you go to – yeah, but no. You know what I mean? I really think we're doing the kids a disservice by not teaching these elements in high school, not teaching these right. different things. I mean, I think it should be a monopoly class, you know, a, a life class. Like, you're playing the game, like, for real, for real, mm-hmm. like – you know, and and I did that, man. Nate, I I actually did this, and I know we got to go to break, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna quick tell this. Like, I did this for my son, and I I think I'm glad I did because my son is actually a worker, a hustler. Mm-hmm. He's six six two sixty, and he could have played football, but he's working, right? right? Um, I played Monopoly with him. I used Monopoly money. I went down the 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 whole the whole thing. His school was his work. His bike was his car. His 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 room was his apartment. His lights, if his lights was left on, there would be some deductions. If his TVs was left, <laughs> you know, I, I basically but you learned. worked that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I had him right out of budget. So each money came up. If it came up short, he got bonuses. I would pay him real cash if he came up, you know, mm-hmm. doing it right, handling things right. If he did good in his school, that was a bonuses for, you know. I actually gave him those type of skills as a young kid 
so that he can understand that money doesn't grow on trees, that you don't just, you know, wake up and just mm-hmm. happen to be, <laughs> you know, like it's spin, just spin, spin, spin. You understand? So if he wanted to go to the movies or if he wanted to go and do this or if he wanted to go and buy that next game, oh, well, what, what, what does it look like in your budget? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would do things for him. But, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I want him to understand that concept. And I don't think we're doing – I think we're really doing our kids a disservice, especially when this – Dion said it, man. He said, who's going to be able to tell these kids anything? Kids. Now, these aren't grown men yet. They're kids, and so and you it, got an ego an too when you're that what old. I'm saying, and it's bro. just, I mean, it's going to be very fascinating to see how this. this How's works the camaraderie? Out. How's the camaraderie inside the locker room going right. to work out? Again, you, when you have professionals, usually you can handle it pretty yeah. well, but a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids, yeah, and and it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what the NCAA does because they've done absolutely nothing up to this point. They've just kind of turned a blind eye, and you're supposed to be the ones regulating the classes. You're supposed to be the ones that are regulating this financial literacy. And you've done nothing. So it's very fascinating. But looks like Ohio State's getting to the forefront of it. Um, I know there's been discussions about Texas A&M, Alabama as well. So it'll be really interesting to see if we we see any more of that parody. Because up to this point, it looks like the rich are only getting richer. So Bart Scott, he says that teams were more fearful of Peyton Manning than Tom Brady. I'd probably have to agree with him. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket.